This is Jets at Noon with Cameron Poitras and Jim Toth on 680-CJOB. Soft plays at the wrong time. We're playing the Stanley Cup champions. They're big, they're strong, they're aggressive, and we're making soft plays. So, you know, we're kind of, we're shooting ourselves in the foot. It's a mental thing for, there's no question that we're making, um, you want to get the puck out of your zone, you make high percentage plays and you make hard plays. We're making poor percentage plays and we're making soft plays. It's a bad combination. Head coach of the Winnipeg Jets, Rick Bonus, 5-3 loss to the Vegas Golden Knights. The Winnipeg Jets dropping to 1-3-0 on the year. Jim Toth. Um, happy Friday. Happy Friday. Friday free for all. Text the free show 204-780-6868. The phone lines are open too. 204-780-6868. You want to get your thoughts on the situation where the Winnipeg Jets are? Um, yeah, phone lines are open for you. Text lines open as well. I guess your initial thoughts <laughs> on last night's loss to the Vegas Golden Knights. Well, Rick Bonus isn't wrong. Yeah. And like we've we've seen the four games now. Um, we saw it get away from the team totally against the LA Kings. We saw them play predominantly pretty good against Florida. Gave up some late goals, pulled it out. Um, and I thought they played really good against Calgary. But last night, I thought it was exactly what um, Rick Bonus said. And, and going back to what I, I feel about this team, and I said yesterday, Cam, this isn't a team that's going to light it up. This isn't a team that uh, it needs to be, you know, defensively sound and win a bunch of 2-1 games. But it is a team that is kind of the the all-realm hockey team. They have some scorers. They have some defenders. they got a great goalie and all this. But they have to be consistent and work hard, and they have to do it for 60 minutes. Um, when you have a chance to get points, you have to get them. I give them full credit for that third period and coming back and tying that game. Yeah. But then you you just you can't lose the puck battles. Is that going to cut it, though, Jim? You can't be soft, and you can't take penalties. Like, the penalty is a penalty. I, I would feel differently about the game, Cam, if they were winning all the puck battles mm-hmm. or at least half of them and not, as Rick Bonus said, a little soft and not intense. Um, we talked also this week about around the National Hockey League, how Blake Wheeler, Timo Meyer, Devin Severinsen, um, I, forgive me, I forget the other big name that has been sat down for a period already, and, and how parity in this league is at the utmost high, and every point matters. And I just, it, it looked like a team that, you know, did some really good things, but the simple things that you can control, like, battles and work ethic just seems to leave them once in a while. Not all the time. And they look great coming back and tying that game. Yeah, they did. They earned that. But it was but a big earning, goal. It was a big goal from Cole Perfetti. Earning that tie um is how they have to play. And that's what I thought they did against Calgary. I, I didn't think they took but look, the penalty kill let them down mightily last night. See, and I saw the same thing against the Kings where there was periods of time, even for the whole stretch of the two minute penalty kill where they couldn't win a battle, they couldn't get the puck out, and the other team was just basically cycling, 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 waiting for that moment. Um, That's what happened with Vegas. They couldn't win a battle. Mason Appleton, I didn't think it was a trip. I think he fell. Um, that that was my perception of of that of that situation there. I I, I didn't think it was a call. Um, but the the PKs got to win a fight. They got to get out there and they got to win a battle. I mean, giving up two goals on the penalty kill, it's. It's, it's going to sink them. They've given up a goal every single game so far. Um, it's running at about 70-ish percent. Um, but I, I look at the game, Jim, and I go, 
okay, they they played well. It's early. Okay, we always have to say it's early. It's four games. There was periods of the game where they played well. Yeah, they had a fantastic third period. Cole Perfetti's goal got him back into the game. They came out there. They outshot Logan Thompson. Let's not forget, he robbed Kyle Connor. He robbed Alex Iafalo during that game. He absolutely stoned Cole Perfetti. Yeah. Um, but the points aren't there. But you can't get goalied every night. They got goalied in Calgary. That's what I'm saying. And Logan Thompson was awesome. It's like, but you got to find a way. You got to find a way, and it's you, you give him credit for the third period. But is that good enough? Is is that going to yeah. be good enough? It's early. Like, listen, there's lots of runway it's here. Good left, enough if but, it's consistently played, like yeah. for 55, 54, 58 minutes of a game, it's good enough. But I thought the penalty kill really let him down. And then you look back at the Calgary game where they did get goalied by Markstrom. I thought the power play let him down. Mm-hmm. They just they have to find a way to get a penalty kill once in a while. They have to, in games, every yeah, game, not yeah. once in a while, but at once yeah. in a while in a game. You have to find a way, and you have to find a way to get that power play. And look, Cole Perfetti was absolutely robbed. That's yeah. a goal. Logan Thompson said after the game, I can't believe I made that save. Yeah, I thought it was in for sure. Um, but then you have to find another one. And and that's the positive, I thought. Cole Perfetti's been snake-bitten this year. Yeah. I thought he looked much better on the wing. That line with Ehlers and Nemestikov, Ehlers looked a lot more engaged. He was being creative. I and mean, I thought he looked it, it looked it looked a lot better than the second line of the last three. The three yeah, games I thought prior. Perfetti had his best game, and and to me, it's no coincidence that he was moved to the wing and had less responsibility and could just play yeah. and, and stuff like that. But um, so I'm not like totally disheartened by the game. I, I I think, like I've said, the penalty kill and and but they've given up too many goals over four games. Their penalty kill is letting them down. And they can, but these are all things that I think was a difference in the game. Yeah. The difference in the game isn't going to equate to better play. They have to play better. They have to win those battles. They mm-hmm. have to be tough to play against. And I, I think for a fan, it must be frustrating because you see periods of that, you see parts of it. You're never going to play a full 60 minutes. There's another team out there. Yeah, and another that, team is going to impose their will. And, and it was a good team last night. It was a dang good team. Yeah, and it's a game of momentum. But, I, like, to me, Vegas, they're Vegas, right? They know who they are. Yeah. Maybe this is the best way to say it. Vegas knows who they are, and they are never in doubt. Up, down, trailing, not trailing, they just, this is who we are. And the Jets look to me like they they know who they could be. They're not quite there yet. They do some other things. It just doesn't have that confidence to it to go a full night in, night out, blah, 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 blah. And I think that's what Rick's working on, right? But yeah. um, so that's that's how I sum up the game. I, I thought they played good enough to get a point or or to win. But in the end, the penalty kill was the difference. And those puck battles. And and I think that's why Rick focuses on it, right? Like I, I think Rick's the kind of coach and he's been around more than enough long enough to sit there and go, it, it was the penalty kill that let us down. Every other facet of the game, we were in the fight. We battled hard. Yep. We did this, you know, we couldn't get a save on our penalty kill and it, it, it was the difference tonight, but he didn't say that because he's right. Those were factors that had them lose the game. But the overall game and the way it was played needs to be better. They need to be tougher and and stronger on the puck and and more confident. The passes aren't crisp. There's not a lot of things going tape to tape. There's, you know, and those are the things that at the NHL level is 
you better you better do that stuff. Yeah, they got scored. Um, I mean, five goals in Calgary. One of those was an empty netter. The four up against Florida. We can talk about that game too. Uh, L.A. They got pounced on uh, another empty netter, but again, four goals allowed. Um, you know, that's nine. 14, 19, 19 goals, goals, goals in four, four, games. Four, four games. That's too much. That's way too much. And, and you know what? I, you count the empty net goals because you got to be in the mix in those situations. Well, and here's and, the thing, and, Cam. And, and, it's, and, is it goaltending? 19 goals in four games well, is it goaltending? I think, it's, I think it's a part of it. It's a part of I, it. How like can I you said, say it's not? I think in the three games Connor Hellebuck's played, there's two goals I think he should have back. Yep. So in three games, there's two goals. So that's 17. Yeah. You're not blaming 19 on the defense. Last night, I don't think Lauren Brassois was the problem. So they're not out of the, the equation. Like, it's a team sport, so everybody's yeah. involved. But it's not something I can go, wow, their their goalie is letting them down. I yeah. don't think their goalie's letting them down. I think their play is. Yeah. Um, you know what's lost in, in, in this, too, is the team goes to one and three. They were post away from going to overtime against Florida. I mean, there's three and a half minutes in, in that game, and they gave up two goals. Kachuk I can't get down that out of ice. my mind. I, it's I, the right off the post. Like when, when he, Car- he had, he had Hellebuck beat. When did. Carolina did that last year, I, I said I've never seen that before. I've asked around. Have you ever seen a team pull their goalie three times and get three goals and tie the game? I've yeah. never seen that. If Tchuk doesn't hit that post, it happened twice in this same team in less than a year. Yeah. So, but that's, look, it's all fixable. It's all, you know, and it is early. I know Rick isn't, and he moved the lineup around and stuff. Yeah. And I like what Rick did, and I like what I'm seeing around the league. Points are at a premium. Yep. There's so much parity in this league, and we've seen it. Two to three to four points keep you out or in the playoffs. You have to have, the one thing you can control is the stuff he addressed in the postgame, and I agree with him. You've got to be tougher, stronger in the puck, and not be so soft they're not getting the puck out of their own end is the other thing. And they're not getting the puck out of their own end because they're a little soft on doing it. Yeah. Um, we, uh, 204-780-6868, 204-780-6868. Got Gordy on the line. Hey, Gordy, what's up? Real quick, got, hey, about, guys, got about a minute and a half here, buddy. But uh, How are you doing today? I'm doing great. Good. How are you? Uh, well, you know, I don't want to be critical, but I, uh, I, I can't believe that Shevel Day Alpha honestly would have paid those both Shifley and Hellebuck the amount of money they did for the years. I mean, you thought it was a premature. You should have, you think, you think that Shevoldayoff should have waited to see how the season went before he did that. That's, that's your opinion. You guys, I mean, Bonus said it himself. You know, Vegas is a big team. Overall, I just think we, and whether it's grit or what it is, I don't know. I mean, these people are making huge amounts of money. And I give credit to Shifley last night. He he made an aggressive move towards the net. But other than that, I don't know. The power play is just, it's, it seems lackluster. Even when Liney was around, you know, and, and Wheeler would sit on beside the net, it they just wouldn't produce anything. I mean, it's it's frustrating. And I don't know. I've, I've phoned him before. Chipman's got to get, and I don't know if you guys have had him on because I don't listen to you all the time, but they have to, in my mind, I think they could have spent their money better in a better way than they okay. did. Okay, go you know, ahead. I'll, 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 we'll get into that in our final, se- or our, the 12.30 We're going to talk about that. We've, I, we haven't had a Chipman on the show. We're going to discuss that at 12.30. We're already getting some text messages uh, about but that. But that, that line was minus seven yesterday. Shifley was minus three with a point. Yeah. 
And so, I, I thought Shifley up until last night has had a great start to the season. Yeah, but. Gordy, I got we got to let you go there, but I appreciate the call. You want to get thank you know what you that, guys you guys commented on the on the uh, Florida game. Yeah, you, and you know what? Like you said, I mean, when Kachuk hit the post, I'm thinking you you were two inches. From going into overtime. Yeah. yeah. Okay, Gordy. We got to. I have to leave it there. We're just totally out of time. We're going to keep. We're going to. Yeah. Thank you so much for the call. For calling, Gordy. Thank you so much Bye. for calling. You want to get on the air? Just like Gord, give us a call. 204 780 A conversation with a, a member of True North Sports and Entertainment to talk about attendance. Uh, got a response. We will talk about that when we return after 1230. As well, lots of other stuff getting uh, going on around the league. Free for all Friday. Don't go anywhere. Jets at noon on 680 CJOB. Welcome back to the show. Yeah, Saturday, IG Field, pregame, 4 o'clock, kickoff at 6. Bombers, Elks, we have to, of course, watch the game tonight uh, between the BC Lions and the Calgary Stampeders. Um, I'm I'm okay, Jim. We only got ten seconds here, but I'm okay with this going the distance. I think the, I think it's good for the Bombers if they if they play important games that have real meaning in the standings here uh, to the end. So I kind of don't mind if BC wins tonight. You're okay with it. I'm okay with it. Yeah, that's good. That's how we work. That's how we work. Okay, we'll not be, always, but free for all Friday. We'll be right back. Free for all. Jets at noon on 680 CJOB. Um, got a text message here, 204-780-6868. Are we going to talk about the low attendance at Winnipeg Jets games? Um, I thought someone from True North was going to be on the show to address this. Now, Jim, uh, we... So uh, here... Yeah, I'll, I'll let you explain. Okay, so here's the backstory. We saw the attendance on Saturday, of course, and and it's an afternoon game. Disappointing for a home opener, for sure, that it's not sold out, and looked around the league and saw that. So Monday on the show, we did say, we're going to give it two more games because it's a three-game homestand and see where we're at. Well, obviously, the crowd of 11,222 on Tuesday versus the Kings with Pierre-Luc Dubois' return and all that was very disappointing. Yeah. So uh, um, Trinor Sports Entertainment had a conversation with them on Wednesday, and they said, "We'll we'll have somebody join you Friday." They reached out to you. Well, we just we they heard we were discussing it yeah. and stuff, and and so we I had a great conversation with somebody at True North Sports Entertainment about just you know we're well aware of this, and uh, we'll probably have somebody available on Friday, and and we heard you guys on the show say that you're going to talk about it Friday, so can we be a part of the conversation? I'm like, yeah, we'd welcome Absolutely. that because I don't. I can look at Ticketmaster. I understand what is scanned, what is comped. I know there's a ton of comp, not a ton, but for yeah. the Jets, I know the Jets have the least amount of comp tickets out of any NHL team mm-hmm. and they, the small barn and all that, but how it all works. So we were looking for having somebody join us today, break down the numbers, like what is paid, what isn't, what's resale, what's not. Um, but what I was told on Wednesday is this is, and I can't emphasize this enough. This 11,000 plus is not going to be an uncommon number. And so for everybody who keeps texting us after all three home games and go, are you going to talk about it? We better get used to 11,000 people at a game this year. Now, I also know because my stepson desperately wants to see Connor Bedard, looked into tickets, and that game is pretty much, if not sold out, sold out. So um, there are going to be games that do very well, Connor Bedard being one of them. Uh, That being said, the number of 11,000 is what we can expect for the whole year. So for everybody who keeps texting us, just yeah. understand we appreciate it, 
But don't be alarmed when I would think the majority of the games this year are 11,000. Now, a mem- that, Yeah, a member of True North is supposed to join us today. So that being said, um, I was told uh, yesterday, and then I, I revisited again today, that nobody would be joining us. Yes. Uh, and that's disappointing, I think, for the fans that want to hear from them. However, the organization is still working on this, and um, I don't know what they're working on and what they're delving into and all this stuff. But uh, unfortunately, because we don't like to do this, we're 680 CJOB, and when we tell you something's going to happen, we like to be accurate and factual. Yes. Um, But, and, you know, True North is well aware that we are stating this on the air that, you know, they're not joining us now today. So hopefully going forward into next week, we'll continue to follow up with them and, and get somebody on to address the numbers and where it's at. But this is the work that I've done and, and looked into things. Again, last night, the Jets, um, there were two other teams, Buffalo and I think San Jose who or Anaheim or somebody who had least, less attendance than the Jets did. We've talked about Vancouver. We've talked about Calgary. Yeah. I know Jets fans don't care about around the league, but this is a league problem. But from my understanding of what I've dug into and what, what I think seats are in the uh, butts in the seats, what's paid for, what's not, and the fact that there's absolutely, and you, the listeners, who are trying to resell your tickets because you can't go for whatever reason or don't want to go, yeah. feel free to weigh in on this. But from what I understand, there's no resale right now. Nobody's buying tickets. Um, and to me, leading the way, there's a number of factors. There always is. But to me, leading the way is affordability. Yeah. We've done stories this past month with the Winnipeg it's at, Symphony. It's at, it's at the top of 15 other reasons that everybody has. There's so many anecdotal reasons, so many individual reasons as to why something is There's a production jagged little pill that is having trouble selling tickets. There's an affordability inflation issue in right. our city. And again, for you listening, I get it. Like if you have a $54 ticket, which is getting you in the door and is 19th in the league, but there's about four or five other teams within a dollar of that. The cheapest being Florida at twelve dollars, um, the, like they're in around the the bottom tenth of price to get in the door. Yeah, there is an affordability problem going on. In my experience of close to thirty years of covering sports, when you have tickets sold that aren't being scanned, that's affordability. Mm-hmm. That's people going. I have a ten pack. I have season tickets. I have a ticket and I just can't afford the the $80 extra for parking, food, and everything else. Yeah. But to the point of Gord, and we've got some calls, so we'll get to you next. Yeah. Again, just wanted to let you know that we did work on this and True North has now declined to join us. And, yep. and hopefully going forward they will, but we'll see where it goes. But I did want to say to the Mark Shifley and bringing him back and all this, this is why this team can never rebuild. This is why this team can never trade off the Shifley's Hellebucks of the world for draft picks. And in two years from now, go come watch us lose games for three years till we're good again. Yeah. Um, in, in my opinion. Yeah. This is a market that when they have, whether you like this team or not this year, whether you think they're a wild card team or not, this has some star power on it. There's Connor, Ehlers, Shifley, Hellebuck, Morrissey. This is a team that you're never going to see them sell three of those pieces off and rebuild because of what we're seeing right now. Yeah, I'm, I'm, and I'm with you on that. Um, I, I'm, I'm disappointed. I had some questions uh, in terms of attendance uh, that I was looking forward to ask, and I was looking forward to ask uh, those questions on, on your guys' behalf. And, uh, yeah, I don't like that True North 
uh, decided that they were going to to say to us that they were not going to participate in this conversation. Um, it was it's a national story. Um, this the situation surrounding the well, fact it, that it, and it's a story that's not going away. So no, today it's disappointing. They said no. Yes. We'll continue to work on it and see where it goes. Yeah, this isn't this isn't going to be going anywhere. I don't so. think they're going to ignore it all year. I don't. That's no. just my assumption. But and I don't think they're ignoring it. I think they're working through this. Yeah. Well, we'll see. Two zero four seven eight zero sixty eight sixty eight two zero four seven eight zero. But yeah, it would have been. We great. got we got full phone lines here. Okay, hey, Steve, let's get to the Steve, phone. Louis, Mike, John, Jerry. We're going to get you. But we'll start with Steve. Steve, how you doing? Good. Good. Am I on? You're on. Hi, Steve. Okay. Yeah. Uh, just wanted to touch on, um, I think, Jim, you touched on it, the Jets in their own end. It's uh, it's like a hot potato in there, it seems like, uh, for whatever reason. And uh, it's interesting. I was listening to uh, the Spitting Chicklets podcast. It was an old interview with Brian Burke. And, uh, you know, one of the – they were talking about something, and Burke uh, made a good point. He said he never wanted to see a defenseman, or anyone for that matter, use a backhand in their own end, like to clear the puck or whatever. Uh, you know, I think as we all know, even at the professional level, it can be a little unpredictable, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Versus, yeah. versus your forehand. Uh, I saw Mason Appleton do it yesterday, uh, like a feeble backhand attempt to clear it. Not the one where he dove there at the end, but some somewhere else. And someone else, uh, I forget, I think it was in the third period, did a little backhand drop pass to someone in our own end and the guy wasn't expecting it it was like only like about a three foot pass and then it just you know downward spiral after that again right but you know yeah you know i think for the jets get out of your own end with with authority uh it's got to start somewhere Maybe well and, and to your point steve um we got some other calls but i yeah, just want to say to your, your point uh, turn down your radio a bit yeah, that's okay. that's what Bonus was saying about soft, right? Like you've got to be better at getting your end, your puck out of your own end, and they weren't last night, and it was because yeah. they weren't strong enough on the puck to get it up. Yeah, that's it. So okay, brought up a sorry, good point, I gotta Steve. let gotta let you go there, Steve. I appreciate the phone call. Okay, we're going to Louie. Louie, what's going on? Hey, just well, quick point on the the attendance. Yeah, you know what puts people bums in the seats is winning, and they've been in the bed since last January. All right, okay. well, you can't say that on yeah. the air. The language, yeah, if you want to clean that up. Sorry, Louie, um, I got to let you go on that one. Um, but you know what? To that point, yes, winning will get people out again, but not if you can't afford it. Yeah. And they were in first place in January last year, and their attendance was still down. There's a ba- Not to this extent, yeah, but... There, there's a balance here, right? This is the cost of the National Hockey League. The, the, the price of the ticket, the, cri- the price of the beer, the price of the hot dog is the cost of having the National Hockey League here in Winnipeg. That doesn't change the fact that people are struggling to buy groceries and pay their bills right now. Exactly. Like, there's a That's reason it. why. Do I like $14 beer? No. Well, wait a minute. I'll drink it anyway. But <laughs> yeah, you still um, like it. The, there's a reason why it's $14. And that $14 puts an $8.5 million goalie in your crease. Mm-hmm. They're always going to be a cap team because they can never rebuild, in my opinion. People will not pay to watch a rebuild in this city. It's a hockey market, and they want you to build a competitive team. That being said, I think that's being lost a little here that there's a cost to the national hockey league. Yeah. Yeah. We're going to, it doesn't change just because it's in a smaller market. Okay. Here's Mike, Mike, what's going on, man. Hey, uh, just a comment. Um, yeah. We talked about the price. The, the scary part is Vegas was in town yesterday and all, all kids in Manitoba did not have school today. And it's still, and the, the seats were still, still fairly empty so so the the price of things has definitely got to be part of it the other part 
when I go, I get to go on a company dime. Uh, when I went to go buy my beer yesterday, they no longer even give me a receipt. They ask me to take my cell phone out and take a snapshot of their iPad. It's a small thing maybe for some people, but uh, to me, that just blows me away. That just blows me. I, I understand going cashless. As, as, a, as a corporate guy, I got to submit my receipts. They're not, they're not saving any time getting through the lineups because people are fumbling for their phones. Uh, I, it was the first time I've ever seen that. Maybe they've been doing that for a while. Uh, this like, is a, yeah, they me? went cashless. And, and I've, I've, this is like, thankfully to you listeners, over the past guess, four days, we've been getting a lot of texts and reasons why, and this has been one of them, the cashlessness about it. Yeah, and, I mean, it's, it's one of, again... I don't, care about the ca- I don't care about the cashlessness. I have no problem giving you a credit card, but I can't believe you can't just spit out a receipt for me. You're right. asking me okay. to take out my cell, cell phone to take a picture of the cost of it? Okay, Mike. Okay, well, and, Mike, and a, on a lighter note, yeah, Mike, I can't believe you get to thing. expense beer. That's outstanding. <laughs> okay, Mike. It, I, it is. Yeah, it is. I got to let you go, though, but I, I appreciate the phone call. I really do. Okay, sorry I got to let you go there. Okay, John. John, real quick. What's up? Go, what's going on, John? I want to talk about attendance. I, I have to admit what you said there kind of irked me that – that we have to get, um, and it might be true, you know, I'm not disputing it, but that we have to get used to 11,000 people at a game. The first thing that comes to my mind, and maybe many people's minds out there, is that we're going to lose this team then. Because if, if we can't fill that arena, it was that's what they said right at the beginning when we got this team back, that if we can't fill that arena, yeah. we're going to lose them. So, I, I think things so, are, yeah, I, I think this situation is so different. I, I don't see True North Sports Entertainment in any stretch of the imagination right now um, even having any consideration about anything like that. I don't think the team is panicking. I think this is something of note, um, which is one of the reasons why we wanted to have them on today um, yeah. to, to, to discuss this some ask some questions as well. Um, but but, but uh, you're not wrong. Like, I don't, I don't think this is a five-alarm fire no, but but I, no, and, I, yeah. and, I and the reason I yeah. say that is because I think in a year or two, when when inflation goes down a bit and and maybe gas prices drop or or whatever, there's more yeah. disposable income. Some might come back, but that being well, said, th- this has always been the way, right? Th- this is well, this time was yeah. coming eventually, and now that it's here for whatever reason, inflation, yeah. apathy, whatever, you do I you it. do. I and I I don't like to tell fans what to do, but. In the long run, you have to support this team, and yeah. and what I support, I mean, I you have 100%. to go to games. Yeah, hundred percent. And you know what? I was around in Jets one point zero when we lost that team, and I was at all those rallies and and went to a lot of games. And I I don't have season tickets, but I go to as many as I can afford. Yeah, you know, I'm probably a ten game a year guy. But you know what? I'll, I'll tell you what. We didn't think we were going to lose that team the first time around either. And when when I see eleven thousand people in the stands every game, home opener, rivalries, that worries me. And and the other thing that bothers me is the five six thousand Leaf fans and Hab fans and Bruins fans. <laughs> well, I hate those guys. I hate them. <laughs> you, you I love know? them. I love those guys that listen and they go and they buy tickets. Yeah. I love those. I love them for doing that. But I can't. It drives me nuts. I I absolutely hate it. Support your team, or we're going to lose them. That's it. And make sure there's only 500 Leafs fans that have the dang thing. Anyways, thanks, John. And real quick, Jerry, Jerry, what's going on, man? We got real quick. Only got 30 seconds for you. Sorry. Well, I'm going to try and make this as quick as I can. But you know what? 
we listened to Richard Clucci talking to Mark Chipman, and Mark Chipman made it very clear, and I want the fans to listen to this. We are not going to lose this team. We have a stronger ownership in this city than we did at 1.0. Please do not uh, put on social media that we are losing this Jets team. It isn't going to happen. And you know what? The fan base will get better. We just have to watch the team grow. It's a growing team. Make it clear. We're not losing this team, guys. Well, yeah, I'm, and I'm what, with you. I'm with th- you on this that, This isn't Jerry. like there's a ton of people, the symphony, the ballet, they've all been on this air saying we can't sell tickets right now. The Blue Bombers are the outliers right now. Yes. And this is also a team that has gone to three straight great cups, won a couple, and is this close to clinching a, a, a potential other West final based on what happens tonight and then perhaps going on Saturday. And then just to wrap this up quickly, like they did it on a fan basis. Like no Thanks, other, Jeremy, no let you go other here, base like had four individuals come together and buy two tickets and share them and stuff like that. Mark also in Richard Cloutier's discussion admitted they went heavy fans and not a lot of corporate. They have about 15% corporate sales, I believe. And every other team has 40, 45% to 80. Well, they wanted to make it a team of the fans. And this is what happens when you do that. And inflation comes up. I, I really, I think there's some apathy, but I think there's a lot of fans who want to go that just can't afford it. I, right I now. mean, I understand that, but I just look at that. Well, why nothing stopping a business from buying a season ticket. I know that the fans own it, but ask there's obviously the there's ask, obviously availability. Ask the corporate world, ask the industry well, of why you're not buying tickets. Well, that's a good question. That's it. We'll be right back. Cameron Poitras and Jim Toth on 680 CJO. You want to read one real quick text, and then we're going to drag well, we, things into your show as we well. Just, I'm not yeah, going to go anywhere. We just talked about the corporate uh, community. We have a great text here that said, corporately, we've reduced our overall spending for promotion and customer events since COVID, spending about half the pre-pandemic. And with the current economic forecast, it'll be a while before we're back till normal. There's another massive part. If more corporations are doing this, and I get that. That makes sense to me. That's why it's tough to sell right now. Jets at noon on 680 CJOB.